Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's kind of like borderline sinus headache. So, may sound a little bit different today. I hope we can make it through here. We will attempt to plow through. I want to begin where I believe all things begin, which is life. I celebrate life. And one of the best things that's happened in recent years A number of states have passed laws that allow people who, for whatever reason, decide they don't want a baby to surrender that baby safely. I remember doing stories of babies abandoned who ultimately die. And we don't know the story behind these, you know. It could be somebody who's just incredibly impoverished and they don't know what to do. They put the baby uh, just out of fear. And and I'm not excusing this kind of behavior at all. Maybe a person who's a young person hiding a pregnancy. And so many stories, as I've said, like this have ended tragically. But I'm so thankful In South Carolina, for instance, they have what's called Daniel's Law, the Safe Haven for Abandoned Babies Act. And the result of this is a double blessing in the upstate of South Carolina. WYFF reporting on this. A South Carolina hospital has accepted a set of twins, surrendered under Daniel's Law. A set of twins. They were surrendered on Thursday at AnMed Health Medical Center in Anderson. Now, the law, the way it's written now, the South Carolina Safe Haven for Abandoned Babies Act provides a safe legal option to abandonment for babies up to 60 days old. The wonderful part about this, not only are these lives preserved, but I'm excited about the fact that somewhere, There's a family, perhaps, dealing with issues of infertility that is very eager to welcome these young infants into their home. These babies are mixed, African-American and Caucasian. Born July 11th, the infant, the first one, weighed 2 pounds, 10.6 ounces, pretty small, 15.75 inches in length at the time of birth, the other Two pounds, 
2.2 ounces, 13.898 inches in length. Anderson County DSS took custody of these children, and the infants have been placed in a licensed foster care. So what happens from here? There's a permanency planning hearing set for October 20th at the Anderson County Family Court in Anderson. If you want more information on this, you need to contact the Anderson County DSS office. I want to give you a heads up. Maybe this is an answer to your prayers. And these two precious lives will find a home. Some folks who will love them forever. Again, I say this is cause for rejoicing, ladies and gentlemen. Great cause for rejoicing. I also want to talk about a court ruling which, in some respects, has surprised me. Well, it's not really a ruling, but it is a decision that's been made by a court. And you'll be surprised, perhaps, when you hear who actually took the step of intervening in this particular case. I want to clarify something so there's no misunderstanding. I absolutely love and respect everybody. And one of our challenges in life is to recognize the differences and the, I guess you can say, the um, convictions of people different than than ourselves. Everybody wants to be accepted, right? And yet at the same time, It's important to recognize boundaries. There are certain things I'm not going to try to impose on somebody else. I respect someone's convictions, beliefs. For instance, I'm not going to invite an Orthodox Jewish person to my house and serve bacon. It would be profoundly inappropriate. Downright rude, just nasty. So... One of the things that we have to do is learn how to get along, accept our differences, respect everybody, love everybody, and yet at the same time, recognize boundaries. Such is the case with one particular university, and I'm gratified by what has happened thus far. The Supreme Court has temporarily blocked a ruling that required a Jewish university to recognize an LGBTQ group. It's Yeshiva University. And they've argued it is a religious organization, therefore exempt from a New York anti-discrimination law. So on Friday, here's what happened. The Supreme Court temporarily allowed an Orthodox Jewish university to deny official recognition to an LGBTQ student group. This is the latest in a series of decisions in favor of religious rights. You'll be surprised by who issued the emergency request. The order that granted an emergency request made by Yeshiva University, it's Justice Sonia Sotomayor, 
Now, this brief claims recognizing that group be contrary to its sincere religious belief, Sotomayor has responsibility for emergency applications arising out of New York. So, the court has accepted this. This dispute is the latest clash between religious rights and LGBTQ rights to reach the high court. As you know, there's a 6-3 to three allegedly conservative majority. Friday's decision puts a hold on a decision by a New York State judge who ruled in June the university was bound by the New York City Human Rights Law, which bars discrimination based on sexual orientation. The university argues it's a religious institution, therefore should be exempt from the law. We're going to talk more about this. This is not new, ladies and gentlemen. We'd love to get your thoughts as well as we continue the broadcast. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on the broadcast, over on the text line, referring to uh, the sinus issues I have. Sounds like a COVID symptom. By the way, I was tested a few days ago. It is negative. (laughs) Good morning, Vince. One jalapeno will clear up your nasal passages. You think so? Vince, I thought you could drop a baby at the fire station. Is that not a thing anymore? I'm sure you can. Probably same kind of law would cover that. So grateful for Daniel's law. So many lives are saved because of this. Amen. Vince, I'm a parent of five adopted children through DSS. If you want to adopt, be prepared for three to four years, not months, but years to legally adopt, plus thousands of dollars. That does not surprise me at all. I've heard this a lot. A lot. Hmm. So, I was telling you about this intervention by the Supreme Court at Yeshiva University. There's a group there, an LGBTQ group that would like to organize. The law, as it exists in New York, the New York City Human Rights Law, bans discrimination based on sexual orientation. The university says, hey, we have our religious right 
to not allow this group to organize. Right now, the law is on hold because of the intervention of Justice Sonia Sotomayor. I think she recognized what direction the court is going to go on this particular issue. This is not going to stand. This would be a clear violation of this university's rights under the First Amendment. Sotomayor is saying the lower court ruling will be put on hold, remain on hold, pending further order of the Supreme Court, suggesting the court could issue a more detailed order in the coming days. A lawyer at the Religious Liberty Legal Advocacy Group, Beckett, representing Yeshiva, said Yeshiva shouldn't have been forced to go all the way to the Supreme Court to receive such a common-sense ruling in favor of its First Amendment rights. We're grateful Justice Sotomayor stepped in to protect Yeshiva's religious liberty in this case. Folks, this is why I love our Constitution. We have a justice who's simply doing her job. Now, do I think she's going to come down in favor of the university in this case? Absolutely not. But she recognizes that this is doomed. That would be my perspective. A lawyer for Pride Alliance said Friday the group remains committed to creating a safe space for LGBTQ students on campus and would await final action from the Supreme Court. You know, I really take issue with this language, safe space, as if there's space around that is not safe, that is dangerous. Just because people have a position against homosexuality does not mean that this is a danger to anybody. This again, we get back into these, what do I talk about all the time? False choices. Yeshiva describes itself in court papers as a deeply religious Jewish university. Said officials concluded after consulting with Jewish religious scholars that an official LGBT club would be inconsistent with its religious values. The university founded in 1897 for religious purposes said it maintains that character even as it expanded its educational scope to include secular programs. Now, the New York City anti-discrimination law includes an exemption for religious organizations, but Manhattan-based judge Lynn Cutler concluded Yeshiva did not meet the relevant criteria. What is the relevant criteria? Pride Alliance, joined by four individual plaintiffs, said in its response, the university's request was premature and questioned whether there was an emergency that warranted Supreme Court intervention. All the university would be required to do if the judge's order was allowed to go into effect is to provide the group access to the same facilities 87 other groups already received. Cutler's ruling does not touch the university's well-established right to express to all students its sincerely held beliefs. They noted an LGBT club has existed within the university's law school for decades. And the university's Student Bill of Rights says the New York Human Rights Law applies to students. 
Now, members of the Pride Alliance have said they're planning events backing LGBTQ rights for the coming weeks, including some timed around Jewish holidays. Now, just for you to understand here, context, the Supreme Court, the 6-3 to three allegedly conservative majority, has strongly backed religious rights in recent cases, including several in the last term that ended in June. Among those rulings, the court ruled in favor of a high school football coach who led prayers on the field after games. We talked about that. The court, which legalized same-sex marriage in 2015, is also weighed several cases pitting LGBT rights against religious rights, ruling in 2021 in favor of a Catholic Church-affiliated agency in Philadelphia that barred from participating in its foster care services because the group refused to place children with same-sex couples. 2018, the court ruled in favor of a conservative Christian baker in Colorado who refused to make a wedding cake for a same-sex couple. Again, folks, it's fine for you to live as you want to live, have sex as you like to have sex, but nobody else should be required to celebrate that with you. And you should not be trying to get religious folks to violate their convictions to appease you. There are plenty of places you can go. Plenty of resources you can access. Along similar lines, the justice is set to hear oral arguments this fall in a case involving a web designer from Colorado. Wants the court to rule that based on her evangelical Christian beliefs, she does not have to design wedding websites for same-sex couples. Why should she? See, these again are examples to me. I don't even know why these cases are going to court. These are no-brainers. Surely, someone can find an LGBTQ-friendly person or group who's willing to do a website. See, this is not, at this point, this is not even about rights anymore. What this is about, this is about supremacy. We're going to make you do what we want you to do, no matter what your convictions are. That, to me, is unacceptable. Now, I welcome your thoughts, even if they're contrary to the opinion I offered here. Really, really important here that we have that line of respect. Very important. Good news to report on the gasoline front. Have you noticed prices still coming down? This is not a situation to praise the administration again. Market forces at work. We'll talk about what's happening here. And then we'll jump into the latest effort to track and who knows, maybe ban gun sales. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. You know, I just find it interesting. Some of the reactions that I see here on the text line. We start here. Vince piggybacking on what's one of your textures said earlier. You know, you notice how abortion so easily, easily accessible, but for adoption, you have to jump through all kinds of hoops. 
go through a bunch of financial upheaval for it to go through. This is so bass backwards, if you ask me. We really have become a nation of death. Jeff, you are so right. Also on the text line, Vince, you're exactly right. These LGBT groups just want to draw more attention to themselves and cause trouble. Like you said, I don't care about your sexual preferences. Love your life how you want to. Live it. That's your right to do. Don't push your lifestyle on me. These people don't realize that it actually causes issues with drawing so much attention to themselves. You know, and I've got friends who are in this particular community, and they don't necessarily like to identify with the activists. A lot of people just want to live their lives and mind their business, and they're comfortable with you minding yours. And I think there are a lot of people like this. You notice I do that on this program. I talk to and talk about people who aren't necessarily like the frontline people. Like when I talk about Democrats, it's one thing for me to talk about Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi. They're not necessarily the people who represent your next-door neighbor. You need to get to know your next-door neighbor and find out who that person really is. The problem is, all too often is, people get categorized and generalized. It happens to me as a black man. I don't want that to happen either. So this is where we have to deal with each other as individuals in a healthy manner. Very, very important. What's one of the warnings I gave you about our constitutional freedoms? Some time ago, I expressed the concern that some of our constitutional rights may actually be circumvented by corporate America. You notice how I've mentioned that a number of times? This relates to free speech. I mean, you don't need the federal government to crack down if they're going to listen to Google and Twitter or they're going to prompt the government Leaders are going to ask or prompt these companies to do their bidding for them. You don't have to pass a law. Well, this is what's happening increasingly with gun issues. Are you ready for this latest salvo? Which is being called a success by the anti-gun folks. Business Insider reporting... NRA slams credit card company code to track purchases at U.S. gun shops, claiming it's creating a national registry of gun owners. Whether that's true or not remains to be seen. But the concern certainly legitimate. So here's what's happened. Visa, MasterCard, American Express, they will categorize the purchase of firearms in U.S. shops. What is this all about? Is this a business decision? Because they have some business concern? No. This is something that was prompted by gun control activists. The International Organization for Standardization approved the creation of the new code on Friday. What in the world? 
The International Organization for Standardization. See, that concerns me already. All kinds of global efforts underway to undermine the United States of America. Here's what's going to happen. Visa, MasterCard, American Express are going to use a new code for gun shop purchases in U.S. stores. This is a win for gun control advocates. The merchant category codes are four-digit numbers used to classify businesses indicating the types of services or goods being sold. The merchant code does not affect the gun purchase itself, but would allow for more transparency. You know, isn't it interesting? This is what I find intriguing. Do you ever notice with big government and big business, the microscope is focused on you and you being transparent a good bit of the time not voluntarily either but when you try to turn that microscope back toward them oh no you get all kinds of pushback whether it's big government or big business no you don't push for transparency Gun control activists say the new code will help track or follow large or suspicious weapons purchases, while gun rights advocates argue the new code's unfair to those buying firearms legally since it tracks the type of merchant stigmatizing all gun shop purchases, not the actual items purchased. I guess if you go into a gun shop and you buy a drink... Are you going to be on a list that you're a patron of this particular gun shop? Who knows? The NRA put out this statement on Sunday. The ISO's decision to create a firearm-specific code is nothing more than a capitulation to anti-gun politicians and activists bent on eroding the rights of law-abiding Americans one transaction at a time. That's exactly what's going on here. This is not about tracking or prevention or any virtuous motivation. It's about creating a national registry of gun owners. The payment giant's decision follows the approval on Friday of the new merchant code by the International Organization for Standardization. A group of standard bodies from more than 160 countries. The new code will apply to all purchases at gun and ammunition stores, though gun sales and other types of retailers won't be captured separately. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Following the news, New York City controller Brad Lander said the move would help financial institutions flag suspicious activity at these stores and help save lives. I don't buy it for one minute. Visa, the world's largest payment processor, acknowledged the change in a statement Saturday, saying it would protect all legal commerce on the Visa network in accordance with our long-standing rules. Yeah, sure you are. (laughs) Love to get your thoughts on this as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us.
Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. Over on the text line, we go to this. Vince, the alphabet soup groups, we're all about getting in your face. They live for controversy. Nothing to do with the right to bed someone of the same sex. Good day, Vince. Russ out of Moonville. Vince, you sound like that homeless man with a deep voice that became a radio personality that... Whatever happened to that dude? Well, I looked him up. The story, the most recent story I could find, was from April of this year. And it says the man with the golden voice is homeless again, but still sober. His name is Ted Williams. Appeared on the Tamron Hall Show in January of 2021. Ten years after his initial viral video. We learned that he's again homeless. Haven't had a place to call my own since 2014, he revealed. Reasons for his homelessness, fair housing laws. Not fair to people who've gotten out of prison. Been a long time. Unfortunate story. But that's the update that you asked for. Stephen Indian Trail, Vince. Buyers can get a cash advance in credit cards and purchase using cash for guns. I'm sure this is what a lot of people are going to do now. Bardov Simpsonville echoes this. We pay cash for our guns and ammo. Never use a debit or credit card. See, this is one of the reasons why there will be additional efforts to try to get rid of cash. Who cares if credit card companies standardize gun purchases when you use their system? I have guns. I don't care if categorized or not. And, of course, the NRA will put talking points against it, and Republicans will continue to carry their water. Credit cards make for great target practice, this texter says. (laughs) Does paying cash get around the new requirements? Well, of course they do. That does work. Since, since when do criminals use credit cards to buy firearms at gun stores? I'm sure illegal sellers on the streets aren't using, you know, their a square on their phone to sell a firearm utilizing a credit card transaction. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, isn't it? Vince, it appears our government may be fearing a great revolt. That's why they want to keep a huge registry of every gun owner. Sure looks that way. Because that's how insecure and jealous people act when they want to be in control of others. Jeff, you're absolutely right. This is the way it works. That's the way it works. Not the first time I've seen this kind of text. Perhaps I've missed it. But are there any stories of lawsuits against Muslim vendors for not providing LGBTQ products and services? Perhaps artwork portraying their prophet Muhammad? Just wondering. God bless you, brother. See, they know better. They know better. See, Christians are easy targets. This is why they go after Christians. And it's what they fear the most. I'm just saying. Just a sampling of some of the items over on the text line. I want to have a little fun here. Um... I have been really surprised when I think about the months that have passed now where this Russian engagement in Ukraine just seems to be endless. Wasn't this supposed to be over months ago? 
I'm going to have a blast playing some audio for you from April. Probably won't get to this before the break. I'm going to save this for after the break. But I want to tell you some important things about what's going on with this war. Now, in terms of a disclaimer, I want to again advise. I am not here as an advocate for Ukraine. I do look at this as a situation where the worst case scenario to me is that Russia prevails. I don't care how corrupt Ukraine is. I really don't. For the sake of our national security, as Americans, Russian success in Ukraine is not good for us. It's dangerous. But also at the same time, I like for people to be free. I do not want to see the folks of Ukraine fall under Russian control. It's really no more complicated than that. So you're seeing all the significant news over the weekend. AP reporting, Russia announces troop pullback from Ukraine's Kharkiv area. Could become the biggest battlefield success for Ukrainian forces since they thwarted a Russian attempt to seize the capital of Kiev. The defense ministry announced they're pulling back troops from two areas in the Kharkiv region, where a Ukrainian counteroffensive has made significant advances in the past week. The news comes after days of apparent advances by Ukraine south of Kharkiv, the country's second largest city, in what could become the biggest battlefield success for Ukrainian forces since they thwarted a Russian attempt to seize the capital. At the start of the nearly seven-month war, seven, month, seven months, ladies and gentlemen, this was not supposed to last this long, was it? The Russian Defense Ministry spokesman said troops would be regrouped. Regrouped. This is what happens when you get your rear end kicked. We're going to talk more about this, and we're going to take you back to one expert who was convinced this was going to be over months ago. <laughs> that and much more as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 